0: It wasn't long ago, even though it feels like forever ago, that Logan Webb was struggling through his first couple of Major League seasons, and now he's going to make his second straight opening day start, this time at Yankee Stadium, uh, the 26-year-old Ace of the Giants. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there and hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already to get this show every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code ON, all caps, In the game. And coming up on today's show, the Giants have officially announced that Logan Webb, the 26 year old homegrown ace of the Giants, who, like I said, struggled in his first couple years in the majors. It really feels like forever ago, but it happened. He's going to start opening day, which is not really a big surprise given Uh, the group that they've put together. He's kind of the clear front runner here, and there would be no reason to expect it would be anybody different, but nonetheless, it is noteworthy. And yeah, I mean, his first two MLB seasons, do you remember that even in 2020, which doesn't feel like that long ago to me, Logan Webb had a 5.47 ERA. His first 94 innings in the majors had a 5.36 earned run average. And do you also remember that the Giants kept insisting that they thought he could be really good and that he just needed to do a couple things. He needed to attack the strike zone more and that he would be really good. And it turns out they know what they're talking about because the last two seasons combined, Logan Webb over 340 and two-thirds innings. Has a 2.96 ERA, a 2.90 fielding independent pitching, which basic, which basically just kind of affirms that the ERA is deserved, and he hasn't like fluked his way to those kind of results. And I just thought it would be fun to look. Okay, the, over the last two years in Major League Baseball, where does that, where do those numbers kind of rank for Logan Webb? And the 2.90 fielding independent pitching, if we set the minimum to 200 innings only over the last two seasons combined. We could set it higher, but I wanted to set the threshold so we also include Alex Cobb, the guy who the Giants have said is going to get that second start. And uh, so we'll see where Cobb ranks as well. But Logan Webb's 2.90 fielding independent pitching over the last two years ranks ninth in Major League Baseball ahead of guys like Shane Bieber. Aaron Nola, Max Freed, Brandon Woodruff, Shane McClanahan, Sandy Alcantara, like Logan Webb has just been a top 10 starter. And, and, and you might be saying, okay, why FIP? Why not ERA? Okay, well, let's look at ERA. And where does Logan Webb rank in ERA? He's actually 20th, but you know, the difference is not great. You're looking at guys who are 10 spots ahead of him with like a fractional difference between his ERA and their ERA. So he's underperformed the FIP by just a few points, but that 2.96 ERA, uh, just a tick better than Shane Bieber, better than Joe Musgrove, better than Kevin Gosman, better than so many guys. And For Alex Cobb, who's going to get that number two start, the fielding independent pitching lasts two years because he did well in this category in 2021 before he was on the Giants, and he did so well in 2022 as well. That two, he has a two point eight five fielding independent pitching over the last two years combined. Combined, which guess what, ranks seventh in Major League Baseball over those two years, just behind Max Scherzer and just ahead of Shohei Otani and ahead of Logan Webb and all those other guys I mentioned earlier. Number one last two years is Carlos Rodon. Number three is Kevin Gosman. So imagine, I mean, think about this. With Rodon, Gosman, Cobb, and Webb all in the top nine, the Giants have very recently had four of the guys who ended up ranking in the top nine in fielding independent pitching. And when Gosman came to the Giants, this is not what people thought they were going to get out of him. Like I remember people complaining about the signing because he was coming off a year in which his ERA was high. And for Rodon... You know, it's like, oh, I remember there was a tweet by John Heyman who was saying some rival club found it unfair that the Giants would kind of give Carlos Rodan such a large guarantee coming off of the injury that he had and that it's kind of unfair to these smaller market teams who want to take a flyer on Rodon but wouldn't possibly give up that much guaranteed money because it was a risk with the two-year deal. Like if he got hurt in year one, you're basically committing $44 million or whatever to a guy who could be an injury risk, but I don't know it, that t- kind of thinking and John Heyman and the New York post, they had the same kind of take on Michael Conforto's deal and that it's like, wow, you're guaranteeing him $36 million. But it's funny. They don't think twice about you're just guaranteed Carlos Rodon, 162 million or whatever, and pitchers break down all the time. So those are the deals to really say, wow, uh, we'll see if that works out. But It's weird that people point to risk with these deals. But anyway, it's fair to say the Giants have had some success with their pitchers and that they know what they're doing when they target these guys, because not all of these guys are guys that people thought would be top 10 pitchers in the game, uh, including Logan Webb. And so this is really about Webb getting that opening day start. He's 26 years old. He comes with three more years of team control, counting this year, and it is definitely time to you know, be thinking about extensions and it's still possible that they could work out an extension prior to the 2023 season. It is not necessary. Like, it's not like he's a free agent after the year. They still have three years to figure this out. But, you know, the closer the player gets to free agency, the less likely they are to agree to an extension because they have, less to gain by uh, agreeing to kind of lock themselves up. The benefit now to Webb is that he would be guaranteeing himself much more money than he's currently guaranteed. And so we'll see. We've seen some extensions happen this spring with other teams, and there's still time in theory. Usually players don't want to negotiate in season. But I just wanted to point out, like, he wasn't a top prospect. That's one of those things. If we're just so adherent to, like, Well, this publication says that the Giants only have this many top 100 prospects, and therefore the farm system stinks or whatever. I don't know about that. Like, Logan Webb was not a top prospect, and yet he's become one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. Is he like a top five pitcher? Look, the fielding independent pitching, he's not a strikeout guy, and neither really is Alex Cobb, but what they do is they keep the ball on the ground, they pound the strike zone, they get a a fair amount of strikeouts, and the results kind of speak for themselves. So Logan Webb, congratulations, huge developmental success story for the Giants. Great reminder that it's not always about where do you rank on a top 100 list in order to become a good player. And I think that the Giants have other guys like this, like Casey Schmidt, who doesn't really get a lot of attention as a top prospect. And yet they believe in him. And I see why they believe in him and I think that he could follow on the position player side kind of the Logan Webb path of just being a much better player than kind of people give him credit for at this stage of his career. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn the page and talk about some of what happened in yesterday's spring game, but just generally in the spring overall. Casey Schmidt continues to have a really nice spring, hit an opposite field homer, hit a triple yesterday. Michael Conforto looking good, looking healthy. Bryce Johnson stealing four bases in a game yesterday, and how about this, Blake Sable playing some outfield, which is very significant with some of the injuries the Giants are dealing with. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute, but before we do, I'm really excited to talk about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the Mobile Game Ultimate Baseball GM. I've downloaded it myself. I'm having a ton of fun. I started a franchise, the San Francisco Sharks initially, we're going to rename that team, but... There's so many things you can do. It's like running your own team. And I have so much fun doing this. You know me. I kind of think I like to think like a GM anyway. And in this game, you can hire the coaches and staff manage team finances, draft and scout players, manage difficult personalities. Chemistry is a big part of it. And I'm hooked on this game. And one of the great things is that once you download the game, you don't even need to use Wi-Fi in order to play. And so us locked on hosts were competing against each other, which is a lot of fun. And I think that it would be a great idea for you and your friends to do the same. You can see who's able to have the most successful franchise starting from scratch being that gm is just so much fun so i would encourage you to check it out locked on giants listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com or scan the code or look it up in the app stores that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today all right, as promised, I want to get into some storylines that kind of are standing out to me as we're more than halfway through the spring, and opening day is just over two weeks away. The Giants play their final exhibition game two weeks from today, I believe, or from yesterday even. They have two day, Tuesday, Wednesday off, so no, less than two weeks from now, the Giants will play that final uh, exhibition game against the A's. They play those two games in the Bay Area, one in Oakland, one in San Francisco, two days off, and then the regular season begins. And yeah, there are some storylines. And one one of them is Casey Schmidt. He just continues to hit, which is all he needs to do. I think, you know, somebody on Twitter was kind of mentioning to me that he should be on the opening day roster. And Sending him down is just service time manipulation, which reminds me so much of the conversation we had in 2020 about Joey Bart. Uh, people are saying the same thing. I know this is just one person's opinion, but I just want to kind of squash this thought right now, nip it in the bud, because for Bart, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, wow, he you know, he's got some pedigree and he's did well in like a ball. Therefore, he should just come to the major leagues right now. That's not really how it works. And for Casey Schmidt, just like Joey Bart at the time, and by the way, people were legitimately saying that and suggesting that the Giants were doing kind of uh, service time manipulation with Bart. But what happened when we actually saw uh, Bart in the major leagues in 2020? He was completely overwhelmed on defense and on offense. And it's just it hasn't really gotten all that much better for Bart, even with more upper minors experience and major league experience so it's just you don't just go from like a ball a few at bats in double a to being ready for the major leagues usually and for schmidt he has played a total of 33 games above the a ball level and so no i just there's just no way to me that they're gonna I mean, the only way would be just a crazy scenario with injuries and they just really believe that the defense is good enough that he doesn't even have to hit, but I just don't think they want to rush him like that. And even in, like, he only spent 93 games at the high A level and 64 games at the low A level, so uh he just doesn't have even a lot of professional experience and... Certainly, upper minors, which I would kind of call double A and triple A, only 33 games and spent four games in triple A last year, 29 games in double A. And so, I just think what they want, what they're going to want with Casey Schmidt, even though he's having this great spring, even though Brandon Crawford is dealing with a knee injury, and you know, he said he plans on being ready for opening day. But if he's not, some might want to say they should just call up Casey Schmidt and you know, have him as the starting shortstop. Well, Look, I just think what they want, what they're going to want to do is send him to AAA and if he hits, he's just going to have to get really comfortable and and hitters, you know, it, it takes a month or two before you can really kind of establish that your offense is legitimate. I mean, if you're just completely tearing it up, then maybe that's an exception. But if you're just kind of being good, uh, they they're usually going to want to give you some experience there before they're just going to throw you into the fire. That is the major leagues. The major leagues are just so, so hard as we saw with Joey Bart, right? Like he, he did so well at whatever levels that he had been playing at prior to the 2020 season. And yet you come to the major leagues and it's just a different animal. And even from AAA, it's just a different animal. And so, yeah, as great as Schmidt has performed this spring, I definitely think they just they want him to get some more seasoning down there in the upper minors before throwing him into the fire. But, you know, playing third, playing short in spring is just kind of good to see. And if he does hit in AAA, he could definitely be a major factor in 2023 and beyond so that's, that's nice. And then Michael Conforto, I just want to mention, he just is having a good and probably more important, healthy spring. And now he's playing in the field. He made a nice kind of running catch near the wall yesterday. So this guy is so important to the 2023 season for the Giants. And he's just trending well health-wise. And that's great to see. And also performance-wise. I mean, he's hit four home runs, another one yesterday. So great to see. Tyro Estrada, I just, I just believe he has another gear in him. And That's with power. And we've started to see it kind of come out the last couple games in spring. He's really, I mean, he gained strength. That's one of the things the Giants did in the offseason is they hired Pete Patella from the Houston Astros, where he's got a great reputation for helping players like develop into the best versions of themselves. And a lot of that is like strength training and getting a guy like Tyro Estrada stronger and able to kind of hit for some power and also working with the hitting coaches and kind of working on that launch angle, being able to hit for more power. I really believe that there's another gear. I mean, this guy quietly hit, I think, like 14 homers last year, some big clutch game winning or tying home runs late in games, obviously. Uh, But if he can become like a 20 home run hitter, he's got speed to be a 20 stolen base player. And He's kind of a high average type of player. I really do think he's got a like all star level gear in him. And I feel like we're seeing that with some of his recent swings. He had kind of a monster homer yesterday in spring. So we'll see. He already showed some power last year, but I would not be totally shocked if he had another gear in him. He's another young player with, I think, four more years of team control. So he's really like a quietly was a really nice. Possibly, arguably, the best success story of 2022 for the Giants. And, you know, acquired in a minor trade and then has gone on to be a solid kind of as a floor player with, for me, even more ceiling than that. Bryce Johnson, just a tip of the hat, he stole four bases in this game yesterday. He's just been running wild and kind of trying to show what he can do with his speed. He did make a kind of brief major league debut last season with the Giants they ended up DFAing him at some point and he went unclaimed and so that kind of tells you a lot that nobody no other team kind of took him on in which they would have to add him to their 40 man so for me he's like really depth and kind of defense and speed oriented and the bat you just wonder if it's ever going to be able to play at the major league level but he's doing all he can showing off with with the speed if you can be an elite defensive center fielder and run wild when you're on base then you could have some value for sure so nice showing for him yesterday with the four steals Blake Stable just wanted to mention started in left field for the first time this spring he is naturally an outfielder and has like converted to being a catcher he's had such a monster spring it's hard for me to see him not making this opening day team and as we discussed yesterday with Mitch Hanniger dealing with an oblique strain that's mild, but still obliques are tough in baseball, I think that opens another door for Sable because he could, you know, fill in in the outfield if otherwise it would be hard for him to make the team. Although I really do believe he would probably make it anyway because they want to just at least see what they have. They could go with only 12 pitchers to start the season and 14 position players as opposed to 13-13 because they have some built-in, Uh, off days two off days in the first like eight days and that would at the very least give them an opportunity to just kind of see what they have in sable when the games really count but him playing the outfield being an outfielder and a catcher and you know people don't really question the bat and so if you can really hit and you can play those positions I don't see him not making this team I see him making this team so anyway coming up in just a minute a couple more Pieces of news, Luis Gonzalez. It is not good news on the health front for Gonzalez. And the Giants made a somewhat surprising roster transaction yesterday, optioning a player who we thought could have had a shot to make that opening day bullpen. So we'll get into it in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the midway point of the NBA season is here and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained I'm currently looking at the Warriors championship odds which we've been talking about for weeks and Just a week or two ago, we were discussing how those implied odds were 5%. Well, guess what? Those odds have moved. So I hope you took those odds because now it's even a little bit tougher with implied odds of 8.3% with the betting line at plus 1,100 Warriors moving up. So that's just one of the many, many things you can check out at FanDuel. And don't miss your chance to get this no sweat first bet. Up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, as promised, we're gonna discuss some unfortunate news for Luis Gonzalez and also this I don't want to call it surprising. There was a couple of people who predicted The opening day bullpen and had a certain player in there that i didn't think was likely but uh it's not going to happen because he was sent down but first uh luis gonzalez is going to have back surgery andrew baggerly of the athletic reporting that he's going to have that gonzalez is going to have surgery today to repair a herniated disc in his lower back it's a 16 week recovery estimate he'll miss at least half the season but there's optimism that he'll finally put the issue behind him. So this is something he dealt with a couple of times last year. I mean, this guy was a, was a spark for the Giants in the early part of 2022, but kind of performance fell off. You know, it was one of those things where the batting average on balls in play looked unsustainable. So I don't know how much to attribute to the back and how much to attribute to just kind of mean regression for Luis Gonzalez in 2022. But obviously, if you're dealing with a back issue, it's tough to play baseball. It's tough enough as it is this game. But, you know, if you're having back pain, then you just have no chance, basically. So, you know, I hope that they stick it out with him. He was a real positive at times in 2022. It didn't turn out to be a great year for him overall, but I don't know. I've I've mentioned too, like defensively, I don't think he should be as bad as he kind of rated out by a lot of the metrics and also just watching him. He he had some issues out there, but he's, you know, he's not slow and he's got a great arm. And so, I don't know. I, I think like what Baggerly is saying, if there's optimism that he can put this issue behind him, then I'm hopeful that maybe he can become that, player that we saw glimpses of at times last season and i hope that they don't just like cut him loose because of this issue and that they waited out with him but we'll see so best of luck as he you know goes under the knife and then has this recovery i hope that it all works out well with the injuries you know with mitch hanniger and the oblique and all that certainly if uh if luis gonzalez was healthy he would definitely have factored in to be a possible candidate To make the roster at some point. I don't know if he's the first line of defense. Like I said, with Sable, I think they want to take whatever opportunity they can to give him a chance. But maybe if Sable struggled, then the next guy you call up perhaps would have been Luis Gonzalez. So he's a guy like a, a nice depth piece to have, but you don't have him for now. And so, like I said, best of luck. So, turning the page there, uh, the Giants announced yesterday that Sam Long was optioned and that uh, R.J. Dabovich was reassigned to minor league camp. So, the you might be wondering, like, what is the difference between those two things, and why do they specify them like that? And the thing is, if you you're optioned, if you're on the forty man, and and you're like sent to the minors, basically, and you only get three option years, and so for Sam Long. This may be his third. I don't have it pulled up, but it's certainly not his first time he's been optioned. It may be the third, which would mean that this would be the last year that he can be sent down, which would kind of put him in position to uh, maybe not be on the roster too much longer. I think actually this might be his second option year. I don't. I don't know exactly, but. Uh, He's sent down to the minors, and for Dabovich, he wasn't on the, the 40-man roster, and so you don't have to use an option to send him to the minors. And so he was just like reassigned. He's basically already in the minors, and so he was just sent to minor league camp. But Dabovich definitely could factor into the major leagues this season. He's probably going to go to Triple A, and if he dominates, he could definitely be a guy who gets a look pretty early on in that bullpen. And so it's significant because... Long is no longer... Basically, the Giants have 12 pitchers accounted for. They've got Webb, Cobb, uh, Manaya Stripling, Wood, DiSclefani, Junis, and then Camilo Duvall, Taylor Rogers, John Brebbia, Tyler Rogers, Scott Alexander, and that's 12. And then so really, like, there's a maximum of 13 pitchers. A lot of times teams do go with 13 pitchers. But like I said, they have two off days, I think, in their first eight days of the season. And... So, they could potentially use that to only carry 12. So, it might be that they don't go with a 13th pitcher. But if they do go with a 13th pitcher, it's not clear exactly who it would be. And, you know, a couple guys who have been mentioned as possibilities for me, the first iteration of a guess at predicting the opening day roster, I had Cole Waits in there. But Cole Waits has been dealing with a lat issue. And it's not clear to me if he's going to be ready for opening day, although. I know he's thrown a couple of bullpen sessions recently. So on his way back from the lat issue, he definitely could be ready by opening day and perhaps make that team. He is on the 40 man. So if he doesn't make the team, I mean, there's the injured list, of course, but if you send him to the minors, you do have to use an option there. And another candidate for me was Thomas Zapucky, who I thought was out of options, but Roster Resource had it wrong. And he does have one option year remaining, Per the Giants. And so, but he's dealing with an issue as well and is seeking a second opinion and it's like an elbow thing. And so it doesn't sound great and we'll await updates on Zapucki. But what does that mean about the bullpen? Well, you know, Sean Jelly has had a really impressive camp, but I don't know that they want to just stick him in the pen. I think they'd probably want to have him continue to build up as a starting pitcher and not limit him to being like a one inning or two inning guy and you might think well he could be a great long reliever in the bullpen but they've already got Junis and like Di Sclafani who figure to be in that bullpen I don't know exactly what the plan is like I said the Giants announced Webb is going to start opening day Cobb after that and then it's to be determined I'm sure they have their ideas but to be announced after that and so it could be that like D. and Wood or something are piggyback starters at first where like each goes through the order two times or something like that. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, if it if they do go with like a traditional five-man rotation, they could just go six-man rotation. It's, it's kind of up in the air, but they've got plenty of long relievers is kind of what I'm saying. At the very least, Jacob Junis is going to be in that bullpen, but probably also a starter. I don't know. I kind of do imagine I would guess that they piggyback. With one of the spots, whether it's DiScalvani and Wood or DiScalvani and Mania or whatever, I think Wood would make a lot of sense given his issues the third time through an order and DiScalvani coming off the ankle surgery. They probably want to kind of limit his innings a little bit as he works his way back. So I don't know. Sean Jelly's an option. Luke Jackson will be an option, but it's gonna uh, is recovering from Tommy John surgery. He was an offseason free agent signing, uh, but definitely when he gets healthy, he will be given a bullpen spot. Uh other options in that pen would be, I don't know, Tristan Beck, I think he's a starter though. Keaton Wynn, I think he's a starter though. Uh, Randy Rodriguez was already optioned. So Mauricio Llovera, not on the 40-man roster. It's just not entirely clear. I would guess at this point in time that they go with 12 pitchers, but if not, probably Sean Jelly would be the leading guy because he's had an impressive Spring, like I said, with hiring Pete Patella and getting the most out of guys physically, helping them be the best versions of themselves physically. Sean Jelly added a bunch of muscle and is throwing hard and has been impressive in camp. And so I wouldn't not I would not be shocked if Jelly factors into the major league team in a significant significant way in 2023. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks. For making Lockdown Giants your first listen, now for your second listen, check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league, hello, by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Once again, my name's Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter, at Ben K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please hit the subscribe button, like, comment, Leave a review, rate the show, whatever you can do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening today. You are now locked on Giants.